Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. I am Jason. I'm joined this week by both Kevin and Riley. Riley, this is your third week in a row. How are you? Obviously, like it because you keep coming back. So, how, how how's it going so far? You think? I just think Riley's so drunk that he just probably thinks this is the first <laughs> week again. So <laughs> he keeps forgetting. I'm just I'm just told to sit in this chair and talk. I've got no idea what's going on, what we're even talking about today. So, oh, okay, happy cool. to be here. <laughs> All right. If well, you know, and if you notice me, I'll be, have uh, carpal tunnel by the end of the show because I have to hold my microphone because you know apparently there's a lot of bitching about it rubbing against my face, and for that I say go fuck yourself. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm sure while your carpal tunnel might be an inconvenience for you, our <laughs> listeners will greatly appreciate your not hearing the rustling of the microphone on your beard over and over again. Yes. All, and you all, even muted when you cough too. Like that was even, that's next level. Yeah. All two of our <laughs> listeners will appreciate the non wrestling. <laughs> I'll tell you what we had between, um, I mean, over the last month we've had over 71 plays across our various episodes. So we're, we're getting more than just two I, listeners. I, I, this. You're welcome. You know, I've yeah. been here three weeks. Uh, it seems like uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, fuck, fuck you, Mike. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Riley is do we have a, do, we have, a, do we have an ETA on Mike of anything? Like, if you heard. Well, I, I talked to him. You know, I actually was playing some video games with him today. The, the problem is, like, he, you know, he has his own stuff that he does for Modern Toy Fair, which keeps him really busy. And then on top of that, his job, he has to get up at like four in the morning to go. So he's in bed by like 10. So because we don't start recording until closer to 10, like it's just not, it's not feasible for him to be able to do the show. I, I get up before that for work. Well, you're also a man. So no, that's, that's, true. I, that's, that's, what, true. Right, that's why I gave, I gave Mike so much shit about, it. I said, how many times for months and months and months? We used to record. Sometimes we used to record at midnight, and I would have to be up at like yeah. six o'clock, like like start at midnight and be done at like one one fifteen, and I'm up at four yeah. five hours later. So, eat shit. Yeah. Well, and and you know, we we could probably go on about Michael all day long, and I, I don't necessarily want to do that. Riley did ask a, a question though; like he's not sure what we're doing here. So I'll go ahead and answer that. What we're doing here today is talking about professional wrestling, guys. So this is the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. If you want to learn more about our show, what we do, you can do so by finding us on X, which is at Live Your Gimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. In addition to that, you can also find us on different social media platforms just by searching Gimmick Minute like YouTube and TikTok. So I don't have like a, like a real set... Um, topic list for today. I, I, I really just kind of want to go over a few different things that happened on some shows. And I think probably the most significant thing that happened this past week was the return of the tribal chief. Hold up the can't really see in the camera here, but hold up the one uh, the return of Roman reigns. And um, you know, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, I know Kevin, you said you didn't watch a whole lot of SmackDown, but I'm sure you probably saw some clips, right? Yeah. Did you say, did you see some, some, some points? So, what do you think some of the key takeaways were from the the return of Roman Reigns? We'll we'll start with you, Kevin. We'll go to Riley. Oh, start with me, Jesus. Um, 
put me on the spot like that. Okay, we'll start with Riley, Kevin, <laughs> then we'll go to you. <laughs> I, ahead, I, was not, I was not prepared for that question. Um, okay. Passed. Okay, I'm I'm ready now. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm ready now, Jason. Okay. All right, Kevin. Key takeaways for Um, the return of Roman. I agree with everything Riley just said. (laughs) Fuck you guys. No, in in all all honesty, what it means is the effect that he has because. I mean, the ratings were great, and as much as people bitch and complain about Roman's not there, Roman's not there, look what happens when he shows up. And when he does mm-hmm. show up, shit happens. And shit, A lot of shit did happen. You know I mean? Sure. There was definitely some setup with some stuff with, you know, LA Knight, and that was one thing I saw, like, because, was it, was it there, or was it like a live event or something like that? He left him lane or something? Was it on SmackDown? Well, Roman left L.A. Knight laying at the end okay, of SmackDown. Okay, yeah. Everybody's, so, so everybody's like, oh, my God, he's burying L.A. Knight, which, like, it's, like, the exact opposite. It is definitely. Yeah, and the Knight, the Knight left him laying at the end of um, a, a show or something like that. Super, at the end of, yeah. Some live event, super show or whatever. Um, so, I did, so I caught that. Um, I'm trying to think what else I caught from SmackDown. I, th- I think if, if, if I can... We can go back to SmackDown, but like the one th- we're talking about SmackDown. No, no, I'm just, but I, I, I no, I understand that. I said what I'm about to say is going to lead into Raw, but we can go back to SmackDown. Is gotcha, Jimmy okay. showing up on Raw? Right. And the good theory is like, it, is is that going to piss Roman off? Because did he approve that type thing? Did you hear that theory? Well, yeah. Well, well okay. Yes. So. so he- so here's here's the thing, um, just to kind of clarify what you're saying, because somebody had posted on a Facebook post like, oh, why'd they have Jay and Cody win if, you know, they're just going to turn around and give the titles back to Judgment Day? Okay. Storytelling. Okay. First bit of storytelling is it allowed the ability for Jay and for Cody to show up on SmackDown. When they showed up on SmackDown, not only did you get the face-to-face with Roman and Co- Cody, mm-hmm, yes. which is definitely a long-term tease for, for what, what's to come. You also got a segment with Jay and Roman backstage, a couple of them, but one in particular where Roman was very adamant that he did not like seeing Jay walking around with the, with the undisputed tag team championships, that it is an embarrassment to the bloodline that he has those championships and they do not. So that that's why that mattered because yeah. Roman specifically said, "I need you to handle that." So then Jimmy then shows up on Raw and costs them the titles. Story like the that that is why that came in. So yes, it 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 very much I think was approved by Roman in that okay. in that circumstance. Riley, got anything to add to that? No, like I'm not even mad that they won it in the first place now because of that storytelling. Yeah, I didn't like it in the beginning. Now I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Following, I mean, uh, let's face it. I mean, okay, I understand only nine days, but like, what were people expecting that they were going to hold the titles for like they were going to break the Usos record or something like that? You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Like, 
they 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 won the titles initially for the good opening pop, and it did nothing. It did nothing bad for Judgment Day losing them and winning them right back. You know what I mean? So yeah, without a doubt, like it, it was it was you know, and when you when, now when you rewind back to SmackDown, so you know, let let's start with the opening of the show. So not only was there a key takeaway with that moment with Cody, but in the more immediate future, you got the moment with LA Knight. Now, Riley, what do you think of John Cena opening the show as opposed to, you know, and then Roman having to kind of follow him out there? Oh, uh, you know, like, he comes out, why are you opening the show? Yeah. I should be opening the show. <laughs> I mean, made that so much better because I was wondering the same thing, you know? But Cena doesn't need to open. Where's Roman? Right. Where's my tribal chief? <laughs> so, <clears throat> what do you think, though? I guess of like I, I guess for me I was kind of a little taken back by John backpedaling a little bit and not stepping up to Roman. Like he very, very much took that back seat. And it made a whole lot more sense when he introduced LA Knight, but Yeah, he's just making way for LA Knight, which, you know, I can respect. <clears throat> yeah. You know, John Cena, he's he's not there long term. He's just there for a little little while. Why not push talent yeah i mean it makes sense right and that's definitely kind of the opposite of what we've seen over the last few years well i guess i I take that back previous to the last like couple years with wwe that's a little bit different than what we would normally see in that type of situation um did you guys catch where la Knight borrowed from one of john cena's entrance musics during his promo with roman I did not. <laughs> so there was a line in his promo <clears throat> that was a little weird. Um, let me see if I can find it. Because I found a video, like somebody pointed it out in a video. And, um, but he like, he said something like, uh, uh, of course, I'm not going to be able to. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to find it, but he he made a reference. He said something, and the line ended up being out of like the word "life" entrance music. So the whole line was taken from that, and it was it was it was I don't know. It was pretty brilliant, but like La Knight like has has dropped a lot of little subtle like things like that into his promos over the last few weeks, and I, I've I've really been enjoying it. The line he had on. Um, on uh, Paul Heyman a couple weeks ago, where he goes, "Hey, let me let me check my receipt real quick." Yeah, I'm not buying <laughs> what you're selling or something like that. Like that line looks really good. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but yeah, man, like it's it just you know. Th- so that seems to be the immediate future. So is that where he's going with? Um, so is that going to be the crown jewel? Then do you think the opponent that's going to be LA? They haven't mm-hmm. officially announced I don't it think yet, right? So. I've heard John Cena again. But, but I've heard... I don't, it's not going to be John, though, because John said that mm. he's not going to challenge him. Um, That's what he says. But I think for the draw, they're going to So you think go... they're going to lay out L.A. Knight and that lead to Cena? Maybe, like, L.A. Knight won't be cleared to Possibly. participate or something like that? But, I mean, we've seen that before. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, You know what I mean? Like, we saw it at SummerSlam two years ago, whenever that was. 
So yeah, I don't know. I I don't know, man. Like the last time they were in Saudi Arabia, and I, I forget who. I think Corey Graves made this point. The last time they were in Saudi Arabia, the whole time during the press conference, the crowd was chanting "L.A. Night," and he wasn't even there. Like the post match pre- press or the pre the pre press conference that they had, like setting up yeah, the mean, show. I mean, it'd be a hell of a draw. It'd be a hell of a main event. I think the crowd would be super wild and crazy for it. Like it, it to me, it makes the most sense. So I, I mean, I guess if I had to predict, I, I would hope that's where they're going with it. But then again, too, like if you eventually have bigger plans for LA Night, don't waste it now. You know what I mean? Like, they could have bigger plans for him, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. But, I mean, at the same time, though, just because he has a shot now doesn't well, no, mean he can't get another one down the road, though, too. So, Especially in Saudi, because uh, nothing counts yeah, so, in Saudi. <laughs> basically. You know, that, that, yeah. that used to be the case, but it doesn't really seem to be anymore, though. Mm. But... Uh, so the, I guess the other the other big news though to come out, you know, other than John Cena being there to kick off the show, other than LA Knight having his you know the promo and all that, um, you know the uh, the um, the other thing that came out of it was the introduction of now having a general manager for SmackDown. So uh, Kevin, I think you had said last week that you had heard that the. Um, that the reason Triple H was going to be there was to split the tag titles. That ended up not being the case. He had Adam Pierce in the ring, introduced them as the new Raw general manager, and then was promptly interrupted by Dominic Mysterio. And then very quickly after that, Nick Aldis was introduced as the SmackDown GM. And I, and I think it was it was a little it was kind of weird how they very, did yeah, it. Was very, it not? Man, the crowd goes mild. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, because there was no pop and circumstance to it. It was it was just kind of like it was just kind there of there. Was pop right? He said, "I'm a big fan of your dad's." Yes, he he won the crowd <laughs> yes. when he hit that line. Like he definitely yeah. won. Like and he's, the- and he's gonna be good. Like he had a good uh, backstage thing with Charlotte, and then you had Jade Cargo coming out. You know what I mean? Like he, he's he's a good talker. And the thing is, like he's only thirty six years old or whatever. Like. I mean, I heard there today too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't count out the possibilities of this, like leading towards Nick Aldis, like not full time wrestling, but getting in the ring. So, like, he's not like injured or anything like that. Like, he could still go. I think he wanted to slowly start stepping away. You know what I mean? Like, winding things down. Mm-hmm. But they said definitely don't uh, count out that. Yeah, I mean, the, the dude looks like he oh can... yeah. He, he, I mean, he he looks like he's yeah, in you know, incredible You know he shape. reminds me of like <laughs> almost kind of like a modern-day like Nick Bockwinkle. Like, dresses apart, talks apart. Like, he's always been, you know what I mean? He's always dressed like a world champion. Like, he's always talked like one. So, um, he's another one of those guys that was like, it's kind of like, sucks, you know, maybe a few years ago, like, in his crazy prime, like, couldn't be in the WWE, like, I mean, dude was, I, I understand, like, the NWA title is what it is now, but dude was M- NWA champion for over a thousand days himself. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. 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 See, and I don't yeah. even know who he is. So, you know Mickey James, right? right? <laughs> that's that's yeah. her husband. 
Okay. That doesn't So now you know me. who his wife is, but you still don't know who he is. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's married to, he's married to Mickey James. <laughs> That's cool. That's he was real, he he was in, I like he him was a in bit. TNA slash impact forever and ever. And he was impact champion multiple times and then until this I think he went back to Impact, right? Before he came to WWE for a little bit, because that's where that's where. Yeah, for like a for like a minute, because he yeah, did some stuff with he Mickey, wrestled, um, in Billy Corgan's NWA, and was NWA champion for like I said forever. Yeah. So I mean, Nick All is definitely legit. I mean, he's he's got he's got some pedigree and. A lot of people think that this is just a step. Like a lot of people are comparing it to when Ric Flair uh, came to WWE, and it was just to be a, a, a you know a managerial role or the the GM role, and there was no chance he was going to get in the ring, and you know he eventually did. Now, Adam Pierce, aka Scrap Daddy, is he has his own you know kind of history with NWA, with ROH, and stuff like that. And aside from, you know, just a little tease of him possibly having a match with Roman, he has never really right. crossed that line. So it would be interesting to see if if, if Nick Aldis does funny, eventually too, do like, that. Cody was, like, technically the NXT uh, general manager. And they said, man, they love having former NWA champions as <laughs> general managers. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adam Pearce, like, you know, like I said, like when he was NWA, NWA was still it wasn't run by Billy Corgan yet, but like it was still kind of like in, mostly like independent ish. But God, he was NWA mm-hmm. champion forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did yeah. you find it weird that uh, you know Triple H is like you're getting a promotion, you're just GM of Raw now? So yeah, but only doing it, half. I mean, that's the work? I mean, that's got that's got to have promotion, I, take off some of the burden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you only have to work one night yeah. a week, not two nights a week. So, you know, it, but but the thing is, though, I th- I think the promotion was in the fact that technically he was not the GM; he was just WWE yeah. management. Like he was managing the shows. Um, he he wasn't officially in that right. general manager role. So I think that's I think that's where so the he's difference a, he, is. They, they um, always refer to him as like WWE official Adam Pierce or something like that, right? Yeah. Right. So now he doesn't have to run any of the matches up to the upper office anymore. He can just make that, them official. That's my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So because I'm psycho and it was going to bother me, I, I had to find that line that LA Knight hit Roman with that was from Cena's song. It was. Um, Talking like that'll get you referred to in the past tense. Like that's out of my like, that's out of uh, the my time is now song. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't pick up on that, but I remember that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a good line. Good line. And it was, it, but it was just kind of like out of left field. I was like, where is he going with that? But now it makes it because Cena was in the ring with him, and Cena reacted to it too because you could see him mm-hmm. be like, what? <laughs> No, I think what we're going to get at Crown Jewel, though, while we were, you know, kind of on that topic, though, I, I meant to say this earlier when you when you brought that up, Kevin. Uh, I think we'll get Solo versus Cena. Yeah, I think that's the match that we'll see with Cena and okay, Crown Jewel. Okay, yeah. And, and they've and, been and building the, that. And I could see Cena putting him over 
you know, on his way out to go back to Hollywood. Cause that writer, that writer strike has been over. So the, the actor strike is going to be over sooner than later. And he already has some, some well, that irons that on the fire. So you know, he's going right to be right Nailed it. It's coming back on the air too. So obviously. Yeah. That's why, a little bit different because it's uns- that's unscripted though. No. So I think that's, that's okay that he can do It's I don't know. It's weird, but there's like, there's like different things. Like if you're a host, you, you're not like the Screen Actors Guild strike. It's only for like movies and scripted television shows. It's not for like hosting rules. So like all the late night hosts came back. Like John Oliver came back. Um, even Saturday Night Live came back because they're all basically writers and comedians. They're not, you know, it's not like a, it's not like a episodic yeah. show, I guess. So there's like there's different loopholes around. Shout it, out but... to Saturday Night Live, one of the best episodes. Dude, I saw the Keenan Thompson oh, as Coach Prime. My... I was rolling <laughs> watching that. Was that one of Keenan Thompson's best like things he's done on that show? Like he, you know, played him to a T. Like unbelievable. Yeah. Riley, you see some of uh, Deion Sanders like interviews and press conferences since he's been yeah. at Colorado, right? Oh, Keenan, yeah. have did you see Keenan Thompson's impression yeah, on YouTube, Saturday Night Live? It's, it's great. No. And 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 yeah, I, when and you get I a chance to go back and watch it's great, too, but man. It was yeah. just, come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're also undefeated. Well we're in Georgia. Okay. <laughs> he just goes through but yeah, yeah. respect respect they're, respect they're good. they're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> respect <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway anyway all right um so what we're we talking about oh yeah so uh, nick aldis you know, that's definitely gonna be an interesting addition i like the idea i think we've talked before i like the idea of there being gms and i and i kind of like the way that adam pierce has played it right he's not really a baby face he's not really a heel he's just there so he kind of manages everything and i kind of hope that that's the way they go with it because i hate when they have like heel gms that you know, always screw over the baby faces. And then, you know, then Teddy Long would always put people against the Undertaker. That's why the only time it was ever, like, crazy awesome is that when Bischoff and Austin. That was, that, yeah. Yeah. Those they had two's, the, number one has such great chemistry and, like, just their pairing was, of all two people that you would never think, like, especially with their checkered past and stuff. Yeah, was incredible. So that's probably the only time it really worked like greatly. Yeah, well, Austin was like the the sheriff. I don't even know yeah. if he was necessarily considered the GM. He was the oh my sheriff god, Triple H used to make Wait a second, are you wearing a badge? Are you wearing a sheriff's badge in your shirt? Oh my god, look at that. Uh. So it was speaking of Triple H. I guess it was kind of made uh, clear by Ari Emanuel from um, from the well, I, I guess TKO's the company or Endeavor that Triple H is fully in charge of the creative process in WWE. You know, Vince McMahon is not a part of the day to day creative in WWE. So, and and I think it's funny because I think a lot of us who watched the show knew that, despite reports from the Meltzers of the world and stuff like that to the contrary. Like, you know, if, if, if you've been paying attention for the last couple of years and seeing some of the people that have been 
getting their pushes and, and stuff like that. Like it's very clear that the triple H has been in charge, but I guess now that Aria Manuel's actually said it, people are finally believing it now that Vince really doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the creative that's how process. It should be, WWE. And that's just how it needs to stay. Like, you know, it just, no offense to Vince or anything like that. Like I understand, like he, without it, you know, without him, all that and everything, but, there's a time for whatever, and I mean, <clears throat> I mean, Ray Mysterio. They talked Ray Mysterio, and he was talking about like how tremendous it is having him because he's like, because he, he's one of us, so he knows what we go through, mm-hmm. and he's just does a tremendous job. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I and 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 the thing too is that the storytelling the episode, like the storytelling is so much better. Like everything ties in together and it just, just, and it, just and watch it just NXT, takes you on just a Just watch NXT from like 2015 that, to like 2000, like right up until before maybe pandemic. You know what I mean? Like just go back mm-hmm. and like just watch that era. Like whether it's you go through and watch the episodes and every pay-per-view and stuff, like, I mean, that was some of the best wrestling there, there was like, their pay-per-views alone, like, I-, I couldn't wait for an NXT pay-per-view. Because there's always, like, four matches, five matches, and every single one of them, mm. like, were they... And, I didn't want to call them spot fests. They were story fests. You know what I mean? Like, with some wrestling in it. So, um, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's going to take him... I mean, he's look what he's already done, too, in his time. And then eventually here, it's just going to get even better. The, the one thing that I heard, too, and, and I think this kind of speaks to the mentality of, of Triple H and, and how he looks at things. And uh, Kevin Nash actually spoke to this. He goes, you know what the difference is between the locker room when Vince McMahon is in charge, between when Triple H? He goes, take Edge leaving, for example, right? If Edge left under Vince McMahon, Vince would just find somebody to, to put in Edge's spot. Whereas Triple H goes, all right, Edge's spot's open. Who wants it? Right. Like, that's the difference. Like, it's that next man up mentality. Like, you want that spot. You need to earn that spot. You need to go after it. They're not creating somebody to fit in that role. They're looking for somebody to step up and take that role over. And that, that's the and, – and I think that's what makes – <clears throat> watching the show more compelling because, and, and that's what I think made NXT really compelling, especially in like the Gargano and the Ciampa and the, you know, Andrade and the McIntyre days with the, you know, undisputed era is that everybody seemed like really hungry. Like they were all on the same team and they were working towards a common goal and they, they wanted to like really build that brand, mm-hmm. but they were also really hungry and really competitive. And when you think back to, to even in in the nineties, you know, Triple H and Austin and Rock, they didn't always like get along. You know, they always did what was best for the business, right. but they all wanted each other's spots. They were all fighting for it. They were all hungry for it. So it's that that kind of coach's mentality, I think, that kind of, you know, puts the puts things in perspective and kind of puts that roster over the edge. <laughs> no, not to no pun intended there, I guess, but so, and, and, you know, and, and it seems too like, you know, when you think about the people 
think about like when when they did their their round of cuts a couple of years ago, and our jaws were on the floor with some of the people that they got rid of. But this time around, we're like, yeah, they weren't really doing anything anyway. You know what I mean? It almost is like the the people that were complacent and just mm-hmm. didn't give a shit are the people that got let go. I don't know. What do you think, Riley? You got any opinion there? No, I agree with you. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the biggest shock that was uh, this year was Mustafa Ali because he had a title shot. And yeah, was gone, I'll give you Mustafa. Mustafa but, Ali is probably the, the exception to that. You're You're right. But I think he wanted out anyway. Yeah, at one point he definitely did. All right, let's see what we got. Um... All right, Monday Night Raw. Oh, wait, you're just going to pre- pass up uh, go for the other big news on SmackDown? No, what what I miss? We found out who got traded. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> that's right. That was a part of that Nick Aldis segment. We finally found yeah. out the trade. I was a little shocked it was Kevin um, Owens. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, sorry. I, a little yeah. bit, but I, I think this is setting up some of my thinkings of how next year could be a big year for him and – Maybe a heel turn coming, all that good stuff. Okay. What about you, Ryan? What do you think? Yeah, I wasn't wasn't terribly shocked about that. Um, and then it led into Monday Night Raw with Sami Zayn, and I got I got a lot of opinions on that one. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you transitioned us right into it beautifully, Riley. So go ahead. What do you got? Well, yeah. So Sami Zayn's coming out. He's all mad. Mad, mad, mad. Oh, now I forgive you. Um, now I just want Drew McIntyre just to beat the shit out of him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he should be mad. He just lost his best friend, his tag team partner. He should not forgive him. You know? And now I want him to go back to heel. I want I want heel Sami Zayn again. Oh, I don't know, man. I, you know what though? Like, it's not Jay's fault. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, like Jay didn't ask to be traded to Raw. Like, it's it, not it's, Jay's fault. It's Cody's fault. It is Cody's. Okay, so I see where we go with I that. I want so him you... to switch his from Jay to Cody, and then have a feud with Cody. Okay. 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 I mean, really, when you think about it, though, they probably could use a couple more heels on Raw. Yeah. I mean, because if you look at the top people on Raw right now, you got Seth, who's a face. You have Cody, who's obviously uber babyface. You got Jay, who's uber babyface. And then you got Sammy. So who are the top heels? I guess you got Nakamura. You Judgment got Day. Gunther and Imperium. I mean, Judge- oh, yeah, Judgment Day. I guess all of Judgment Day. You got, yeah, maybe, you got not, maybe you don't need material. That's know. like that's like counts like four heels right there. Yeah, I, I I'll be honest with you, Riley. Like I see your point, but I think it's going to be very very difficult for them to tr- turn to too, yeah. uh, Sammy heel. Oh, I just have like, to attack Cody. But now, uh, but see that that's the thing though. Like I could almost see that having the Becky Lynch attacking yeah. Charlotte effect. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. I don't think it'll do what 
I, I think, especially depending on where it happens at, like, I feel like the crowd could easily go one way or the other with that because a lot of the fans kind of sense Sammy's frustration and may side with him anyway, you know, identify with that frustration and side with him anyway. Like I get your thinking, but I think there are just as many people that probably think the other way though, too. Yeah. My problem is I always pretty much side with the heels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're a heel. Uh, at, you're a heel in, at nat- <laughs> uh, uh, nature, so that's it makes true. sense. <laughs> Riley, Riley's the one in the yeah. theater going, "Yeah, Thanos has a point." <laughs> I did say that. But, but yeah, I mean, and that, that uh, you know, Jay and, and, and Cody, I, I don't, you know, I don't think they needed to be tag team champions for a long period of time. I think they, I think it kind of perfectly served its purpose. Um, and, you know, the, you have a lot of different ways you could go with the storyline. And you do have Drew McIntyre, which is pretty much kind of on the cusp of a, a heel turn. Um but do you think Drew's going to be the one to unseat mm. Seth, though? No. I mean, the match is happening at Crown Jewel. We're going to see it. But is this another <sighs> loss for Drew? Like, is this going to be finally what really turns him or what? Man, I don't know. Like, and honestly, that's that's not a bad thing that I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, so. Yeah. I I, don't know. I just don't, I don't know yet. I guess we're gonna see how it keeps building in the next you know week or so. Yeah, what do you think, Riley? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know I like the heels, but I like him just being a neutral. You know, not a face, not a heel. Just get, just give it a shit about himself. Create a new yeah. like wrestling character, so I, the neutral. We need to trademark that. Yeah. The neutral. <laughs> the neutral. <laughs> I like it. The oh, neutral. Oh, oh, I was thinking. I, Drew McIntyre. I, I was thinking more line of line. <laughs> well, they call him the neutral. Ne- neutral man. <laughs> Doesn't say yes or no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's just in between. I mean, it was <clears throat> it was definitely He's interesting with when a bottle Damien a attacked. First of all, <laughs> first of all, why did Damien Priest not have the briefcase with him when he attacked Seth? Why did he give it to Dominic? The, first of all, Dominic is the last person I would trust with that briefcase to get it in my hands. I would give it to a, a monkey before I would give it to Dominic Mysterio. Personally. But... You know, to each their own, I guess. But I, I don't know. It was just it just seemed kind of weird to me that he would attack Seth and not have the briefcase what a there. Dumb ready. fuck. <laughs> then it doesn't make sense for the story. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make. Uh, you're right. It doesn't make sense to the story. I, you know, but I thought, um, you know, I thought Seth and and Drew had a really good moment in the ring. I thought they both did really well with the promo. I think I said last week, I do like this version of Drew a lot better because he's not trying to be cheesy and over the top and get those stupid, like, crowd pops. You know what I mean? Like, yep. 
you know, he's just being yeah. more him, which is, you know, he's not, he's not trying too hard. So I, I think for me, like I, I'm enjoying this version of Drew McIntyre a whole lot more. Kevin is like so invested in no, whether or not oh, the Saints no, should score watching, a touchdown right now. Like he's just I'm I'm half falling asleep and I'm half watching the ALCS right now. So. Uh, okay, baseball. Gotcha. All right, all right. Um. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to kind of see where they go with that going forward. Uh, you know, I, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit last week for whatever reason, but I think I manifested this into existence. Gunther and Bronson Reed had one fucking uh, hell of a match. It was hard for me to debate what was a better match, that or Nakamura and Ricochet, because that was a hell of a match. But yeah, no, they Nakamura and Ricochet was really good too. Bronson yeah. and Gunther like fucking brought it like big time. Like those two matches were tremendous. That's why that's like those matches alone like made Raw just like. I mean, it, overall, it was a really good show, but like they they made that show like just tremendous. Mm. No, without a doubt. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, it, two great matches. Um, now, I'm just curious. Like, okay, who are they going to have be Honky Tonk Man's coming out of retirement? The... <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, you, you make a good point. I, I I do think that I do think that Chad Gable will will still be possibly that person. Yeah. Um, you know, Chad Chad is not let go of of that possibility that he wants to face Gunther again. You, you know, uh, Jay. You know, could be that person. You, like Jay's. You know, Jay's I got that star power to win that singles title. Is the return of Pete Dunne. Not but not 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 Butch. I mean, I'm talking oh, about yeah. the return of Pete Dunn and, ha- and yeah. get some payback. Yeah. For. So I I don't I I almost wonder though. I don't know if they can call him Pete Dunn because it's kind of the same idea of when they because they changed his name the same time they changed Gunther's well, I mean, name. That's, I mean, that's they fine. both were working name, but like, for companies in that. Yeah. But yes, the bru- I want him. You're talking. The yes. bru- you want the bruiser weight back? Yeah. I think he's slowly coming back. He I think is we're slowly getting him back. Yeah, we are. We are. Like Triple H has righted a lot of wrongs. I mean, really. You know, when you look at L.A. Knight is the biggest one, right? Because the oh, Max yeah. Dupree bullshit that that he had. Isn't it amazing though how? Triple H was just basically like, okay, you know what? We're we're pivoting away from that. You're no longer Max Dupree. You're going back to LA Knight. And within a year, dude is mm-hmm. possibly going to main event a pay-per-view with Roman. And then you, you look at fucking Dewdrop. She's now once again Piper Nevis. So I guess maybe, maybe if that Pete Dunn name is available... Maybe there is a way because if you could turn Dewdrop back to Piper Nevin, you could yes. you could turn Butch back to Pete Dunn pretty quickly. Like the audience yeah. is just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. We'll call him whatever yeah. we want as long as but he's going to deliver in the dream. ring, right? Like, whether it happens or not, I don't know. But like that would be like my dream booking, <laughs> like him come back and, and not just not just take the title quickly, like have a fucking just, I mean, knock down, drag out, fucking. <laughs> Oh, dude, I, I, I'm 
I'm I'm half chub <laughs> just waiting for like thinking about that match. Like it's like it, it literally like that 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 would be fucking amazing. I, I agree with you completely. Um, but I mean, realistically though, you know, Jay is a, is a person that could that could do it. Um, I mean, you could even have Cody do it technically. I mean, we got a little time before. You, you get closer to to Co- we got some time before Cody and Roman, oh. so why not? You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. I think I think they have to do it where he's not even involved. Triple threat, fatal four way, anything like that. He doesn't get pinned. He doesn't lose it. He yeah, loses it, but you know. I, you're right, and, and that, that would that definitely only, keep him only strong. If he's but to somebody like I mean, a when Jaguar he lost the... or like a Kofi Kingston or something like that, but if it's somebody that's just as strong and it's going to make yeah. sense and be a big bill for them, then loses straight up. Because yeah, Ilya beat him clean. You know what I mean? He beat him one, two, three in the middle of the ring, and and it didn't do anything to hurt Gunther. Like I feel like. I feel like people would believe him no matter what. But at the same time, though, like I feel like that would almost take away from a Chad Gable winning it if yeah, no, that were it, the case. It's one of those things. There's so many ways you can go go with it, but like it's it's like yeah. Yeah, how how do you want to go with it? So yeah, it, I would almost feel like if it was in a fatal four way, it'd almost be it would almost be like a heel that would have to win it by not. Pinning him, yeah, it, it, just to get the title off of him. If you're gonna have a baby yeah. face do it, like I almost he, feel like that baby face would have to beat him straight up. Yeah. Heel to or, do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or you know, like everyone hits him with his, their finisher, and then yeah, like it's got to be like yeah. a, a hero's death almost. Like he gets yeah. shot from every angle. Yeah, yeah, right. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> he still gets uh, pinned, but yeah. I mean, Bronson Reed is a guy that could believably beat him, though. I mean, yeah. and, and I, th- I thought they did a great job of teasing the tsunami. Like, you know, the, Gunther did not kick out of the tsunami. He avoided it. I loved that bit of storytelling. Like, he did not get caught in that. Because yeah. if he got caught in it, it would be over. So, did. I can't believe he fucking powerbombed the guy. Like, powerbombing <laughs> yeah. Otis is one thing, but Bronson Reed is, like, even bigger, he's I think, than Otis. He's at least 75 like, pounds heavier than Otis. And he's impressive. taller, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was that was something else, man. Um, <clears throat> man, I, I, I thought the Shayna and, and Rhea had a chance at having a really good match. It unfortunately, got interrupted, but that's going to mm-hmm. lead to that fatal four-way at, um, at, at Crown Jewel. So five way. Oh, that's right. Cause they added, uh, who'd they add to it? Uh, Zoe Stark. Oh, that's right. Zoe Stark came in at the end of the two. Yeah. Because, see Riley, I mean, dynamite dropping. You got keeping <laughs> us on track. I love it. Um, trying to think if there was anything else that kind of stood out, you know, the one thing, so SmackDown, you got the face to face with Jade Cargill and, Charlotte, which set the internet and the world on fire. But then on Raw, you got the face-to-face with the man in Jade Cargill. And, dude, Becky punked her. <laughs> like, Becky, like, Charlotte kind of showed a little, like, respect and kind of intimidation. Yeah. Nah, not Becky Lynch. She was just like, nah, yeah, get in line. 
<laughs> I love that. That was great. Because then she appeared. She appeared on. Oh man. She was on the TV. I, um, I didn't see much. I didn't really see any of NXT. But like, then she appeared on the TV. Did you see on NXT the other night? On yeah. the on the TV during yeah, that I watched NXT. And I didn't see her show up. Where did she show up on NXT? So. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. It's gotcha. one of those things that's yeah. like all over. Was it yeah. NXT? Am I no, right? Big thing, or am I thinking something else? I saw something on Twitter or whatever, X or whatever, and I could have swore it was on NXT. Like somebody was talking, and I saw something on a TV screen, and then all of a sudden she popped up out of nowhere. I don't know. I must have been just fucking rambling at this point. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. No, it, it did happen. I just don't remember where it happened. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I don't remember either. Like it's 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 funny because I did watch the whole show, but I must have hmm. just kind of, I must have kind of blanked out on that. Uh, you know, the, the thing that kind of sucked is they added Trick Williams to this Fatal Four Way to have a, a challenger for Ilya right. Dragunov at Halloween Havoc, and then Trick got taken out, so he wasn't a part of the match. But that's yeah, but. I mean, it, it had to have been Carmelo that took him out, right? right? Yeah. I mean, but it, it's almost like that's too obvious, though. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? it? It is, but I think that just makes for a good story. I mean, you're taking out your best friend just to go for the title, just so he doesn't have a shot for the title. Yeah. It's the most obvious, but it probably makes the most sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably gonna. My guess is that's probably gonna be the end of Carmelo in NXT. Like he'll probably have a maybe a blow off match with Trick as like a you know they'll build to that they'll build that story and and <laughs> kind of lead that to the crescendo of Carmelo leaving NXT. Um, you know, you know, I, I I'm a big fan of the the Trick Mello game or gang, but you know, I would have liked to see that carry on, but I guess, you know, everything, everything must end, right? Nothing is forever. Um, you know what? It was at the end of the show, uh, Lyra watching backstage, she turns and pulls a pot shot of her and Becky Lynch off of her locker and tears it up. The screen changes to show Jade Cargill tapping her watch as Lyra leaves. That's the show folks. So yeah, it was right at the end of the show that that happens. So Okay, and I do remember that. Okay, I do remember that now. Um, Dynamite, uh, they kind of pulled away from that Jewish storyline. Sting announced he's going to retire. I did not like the rated R rebuttal. I don't know if you guys saw that at all. I thought it was awesome. (laughs) Like, because they gave him his moment. They didn't have somebody come out and be a bitch or whatever. Like, and like, he's announced it, like, it's for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. It's basically yeah, one more year staying. You know what I mean? So like I thought that was cool. That was well done. Um outside of that, I mean the stuff with yeah. Kenny and MJF and Warlow and MJF and <laughs> Warlow knocking down Giovanni, I mean that's always great. Um Yeah. At least at least at least at least yeah. they're yeah, Giovanni falls they're over building, like he's a they're fucking weeble. Trying to tell you something. You know what I mean? So, at least there's something there. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I mean, 
I I am glad that Taz clarified what MJF meant when he said 13 days yes. to Kenny Omega. Yeah, people don't realize he, that 13 days will be the longest Did you catch that? AEW World yeah. Champion. Yeah. Beating Kenny Omega. Which which right. which is <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is funny which, because both of them I didn't know that are until Kaz scheduled and that. advertised to appear on Collision as a hook for a Collision this week. So, you know, could that mean mm. anything? Maybe not. But it's at least a um segue to get you to watch it because it's like, hmm. Like, is Kenny gonna challenge him and maybe beat him or something? Like they've known to do that shit. So Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That'd be weird for them to switch the title just like that though. Like it's but I guess I they've done it before with no But at the same time though, Collision is struggling for not only not only ratings, but for attendance. So you think if you were going to have that match, you would start advertising right. Which it they might, yeah, and start pushing the shit whatever. out of it to try I and sell tickets funny thing to too the show, was, right? Um, it was Chris Jericho talking about how one day something like, I forget what he said, which shows, one of the shows was going to be Raw one of these days or something. And somebody put up a graphic last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision, a combined 1 million viewers. Raw, 1.7 million viewers. <laughs> One. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even beat them with three shows. <laughs> you would try and beat them with one. Um, <clears throat> did you watch Dynamite oh, at all, Riley? I did. I did watch it. I finally watched it. You actually watched got it, it recorded? I got it recorded. Oh, Riley. And you watched Riley. the whole thing, huh? No. <laughs> so what, what What were your takeaways from what you did see? It, it, it cut off the last uh, part. Oh, yeah. I didn't see who won the – I didn't see who won the match between uh, between Juice and um, Max. Yeah. Nope. I missed that. I have no – I don't even know who won now. Oh, I guess I could look it up. I got the results here. Let me see. But, but my take from the entire Dynamite is – why is Adam Cole using such runny peanut butter? <laughs> Man, that was so liquidy. It was, uh, oh my goodness! It was and it was on like a honey spool too. Like the spreader was like a honey spreader, not a peanut yeah. butter spreader. Like that was weird. The <laughs> end of my dynamite. <laughs> Oh, Juice Robinson won by beating Max Caster. So there was that. You know, so a couple of matches, like, I'll tell you what. I, Penta and Jay White was probably one of my favorite AEW matches until they did that stupid chop spot. And yeah. Jay, Jay White is standing there dazed for 30 minutes while Penta slowly removes the glove, throws the glove out to Alejandro, and then come, like, dude, just punch him in the fucking face. Like, you're going to sit there and wait for 25 minutes while this dude takes his glove off to slap you in the chest? Like, that shit did not make any sense to me. Like, I hated that. Hated it. With a passion. With a passion. 
be glad you didn't see it. Like I, it was, it was like literally the worst spot of the night. Like I loved that match up until that point. Like I was a huge fan, huge fan. I was like, this is my favorite Penta match I've ever seen. Cause there was no like dumb, like, you know, fucking triple Canadian destroyer spots. Like it was just a good hard fought match. Psychology made sense. It was just, but then that moment happened and it completely took me out of it. And then I just didn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> Hated it. Absolutely yeah, hated I, it. I'm with you. It was a good match until then. Yeah. And then, you know, Kenny and um, and Kyle Fletcher had a really good match. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, AW, to their credit, they've been doing a better job of storytelling. Like, I, you know, Edge's promo, I think, eventually got better, but he went way too deep into their past. Like, talking about, like, Christian's first day of elementary school – like that, it just, it was too long. It was just way yeah. too long and drawn out. Like that, that was the problem with that. Outside of that, that was fine. It was just too long. But, uh, but yeah, that's about it. I can't think of anything else that's like really worth noting or talking about or getting, diving into. No, we're Unless you guys think of anything I missed. Kevin Sleepy and, uh, yeah. And oh wait wait it's time wait hold on Kevin's been done for a half hour it's time for uh, (laughs) useless question fact from Riley Riley what you got for us this week (laughs) I don't know if anybody noticed but Nikki Cross has made an appearance again yes she did yep she was Uh, in the background of a backstage segment and that was riley's useless information yeah thanks riley did you see did you see that clip (laughs) another useless thing did you see that clip of a kid feeling up natalia yes (laughs) somebody was like where's this kid's parents at i said right behind him (laughs) high-fiving him <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it was like anything done intentionally. It was just kind of funny. Like he just kind of went for that extra little reach at the end there. Ah, can't say he said blame him, but um, that that was like way more, oh, yeah. or way less egregious than that kid that slapped Alexa Bliss's ass. Remember when like Nia had her on the shoulders and the kid like reached over and like smacked her. Ass? <laughs> That's a funny clip. But, uh, but yeah, well, I guess that, that pretty much does it. I mean, we kind of covered everything I wanted to cover, and uh, I think we talked about some of the stuff. I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see kind of where things go going forward. I, I'm really looking forward to, you know, seeing what happens between L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns. And I think we, you know, um, I think the, the topic of, of Gunther being unseated is something worth kind of thinking about and diving into, too. So, uh, you know, let us know what you think. You can hit us up on X at Live Your Gimmick. You can hit us up on Apple Podcasts. You could leave a, a you know, comment on Spotify. You can do so however you like to listen to the show. So please do please uh, please give us like a five star review or please you know give us some sort of feedback on on what you think and how you like it. Uh, you know, if I post this episode on YouTube, which fingers crossed I should be able to do this time, uh, but um, you know, make sure you leave a comment on that as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, that about does it for us. Uh, nope. <laughs> unless you guys got something else you want to add real quick. I agree. I agree with you. Cool. All right. Nope. All right. 
Poor Kevin and Riley. My name's Pass. 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 That's probably going to be the title of our show, by the way. Uh, for, for Kevin and Riley, my name is Jason. Reminding all of you smarks out there to be a fan. Always live your gimmick neutral. and pass. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> all right, I don't want to... Hold on. Stop. There we go.